That kid is back on the escalator again. Leave it alone. What? Comics. Who are you? I'm Batman. TV and movies. Wrestling. Oh, no. Music. We are just getting started. Finally, a podcast about things you actually care about. Hosted by a couple of guys who actually care about those things, too. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. Maybe a little too much. Yes, that's awesome. The talented one, Chris Machete. That no-talent ass clown became famous. And Brenton, you know, that guy from your other favorite podcast. I liked it. I was good at it. So grab onto the handrail and don't let go. There's a little boy caught in the escalator. This is the Kids on the Escalator podcast. Woo! Here's CM and BD. Indeed. Yes. All right. Well, it's another week. It's the Kids on the Escalator podcast, live on all the platforms. Chris has got a real beer. I have got a non-real beer. Uh, Mike, what do you got? I'm drinking something of the uh, golden variety here. Nice. In this very cool uh, Space Slug Star Wars retro glass. It was a Christmas present a couple years ago. Like you literally got an updated one like a couple of years ago. Like an up, yeah. like a like it's like a retro glass. Yes, this was like a it it was a Disney thing, uh, done in the old style of Disney oh, posters, yeah. the retro Disney posters. Oh, I like that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, cool. this is the uh, episode five Empire Strikes Back, the space slug. Nice. Uh, so slug. there you go. Well, we are live. Uh, we are live after last week's uh, WandaVision dumb down, and I think everyone is smarter this week now. We've told the listeners we're not going to get into it until uh, episode six to kind of do the rewind. However, was there, was some, there was some tweets floating around after episode four. Where people are going, ah, I guess. Yes, Dean especially. He, he apologized <laughs> for his uh, his hatred of WandaVision or dislike. I mean, hatred's too too harsh. Uh, and I think, Chris, you did an admirable, admirable job of, of explaining it. Thank you. And, Wow. Did you notice that as soon as they bring in like the Infinity War, the Infinity Gauntlet, whatever, but it's like, oh, right, okay. You know, like everybody's like, because yeah. they start to really get it now, too, to see, you know, Monica Rambo and come back. And it was funny because somebody quoted on our on our video, like, uh, or after was like, I just found out now that uh, Monica Rambo was in, in Marvel and was like, well, did you watch the video? <laughs> well, it's uh, what I, I, I really liked uh, versus what they did in uh, Spider Man. Uh, not this. What was the second one? Far from home, right? That was mm-hmm. the second one. Uh, I like how they did the the blip, the 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 return from the yeah. blip. Yeah, that was, was exciting. Nice. Right? It was like the the reverse dust type thing, which I thought that was a very cool uh, a very cool effect and uh, and played very nicely. And again, yeah. they're 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 pulling they're pulling out all the stops with uh, the CGI. And and Chris, you said that later this season they're going to have more CGI in an episode than one of the actual Marvel movies. So, so the story goes more than wow. yeah, this is going to be the biggest CGI ever. So yeah, it's gotta be really mystical and universal definitely. and Dr. Strange possibly in there. Right. Definitely. Uh, I can't wait to get into it, but I'm going to wait till episode six, but yeah. Lachlan Cross doctor. who joined us, who thinks he's never allowed back on here. Oh, come on. Well, yeah, it's funny. Cause I saw him say, Oh, sorry if I was too drunk. It's like, dude, I was drinking. I was halfway through a bottle of wine and I, I actually was, you know, there's, I did some other things too. I was like, it's all good. We're hey, all drinking here. I, I, you can come yeah, back anytime. It's all good, buddy. Yeah. Anytime. Come pick up a drink. Anytime. But Actually, I, I didn't think it was drunk. Up. I had to follow it up to post because they, they talked about the show on their morning show. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And they on their morning show in Edmonton, and they talked. So I'm going to talk about it now. They talked okay. about their show on their morning show about how they're like, we went and we picked on some nerds, and I don't think we're allowed back. And <laughs> I, just, I had to count. I had to counter with, all right, def- uh, nerds, because one, because we we do a lot of non-nerdy things that would, anyways. Lachlan, mm-hmm. come back anytime. For sure, dude. I'll go beer for beer for you, like with you, no problem. Like we'll, we'll, hey. look and we'll hack on the Oilers any day. I'm sure. pretty happy because because uh, Lachlan followed me on on Twitter. Actually, I'm, oh, yeah, no, it's all good, buddy. From the uh, from the Blundell Network, Ali Mars followed me today. So hey, that's cool, man. So yeah, and and cheers to everybody that's uh, that's hopping on board. And I I'm gonna get to a thousand at some point. Right on, you can do it, my buddy. Twitter my Twitter game is pretty it's weak. Operation so. one thousand tonight because you're yeah, at. I need twenty five. I need twenty five. I don't have. I will get some wrestling fans on your team tonight. I'm and, sure. And I won't that. get I won't get one of those cool numbers for a while. I, I saw the girls from the uh, the fucked up podcast uh, got to sixty nine sixty nine, which was uh, you know so good on them. I'm a little ways away still. So well. Hey, listen, we all got to get there at some point. Now, a few hellos. Uh, Jennifer, uh, Jen Farr, from, who joined us uh, last week, a couple weeks ago on the, it came from the basement, just called us a bunch of studs on here. So, uh, Dang, wow. so there you go. Nerds Unite. Thank you. Hi. How are you? We need that kind of thing to boost our egos a little. Taylor Toombs watching at home. Hey, buddy, how you doing? The Toombs house. Uh, Where are we going here? Alex Donnelly, uh, my little uh, dude. uh, You know, hey, buddy. Alex. Thanks for tuning. Rad Alex, thanks for tuning in. Chris, who you got on your side? Who we got watching? Do we got anybody over here on our side watching? Uh, Dense kids. Yeah, well, we've got my parents who are always watching. Say hi to Gary and Dorothy. Hi, how's it going, folks? Hey, that's my, gracious, my Gary and, uh, gracious Gary and dangerous Dorothy, right there. They're, they're watching yeah. us, uh, Kingston. That's right. No shoutouts other than that yet, though. But like, they'll come. They'll yeah. come. Awesome. Yeah. We got lots to talk about. Um, uh, just uh, from Always. a super nerd standpoint, we're going WWE here for a minute. So a couple of things. Uh, last week uh, was we were kind of touching on uh, while well, Mike, our friend Mike here, has uh, got a really good friend and. A friend of the show is here, Mr. Adam Copeland, who um, decided to into the Royal Rumble. And uh, that's WWE. That's uh, their yearly uh, uh, pay-per-view, which to me is my favorite, I think. Maybe behind yeah. the scenes, But I think that's the way to go. Anyways, the story, Adam's been out for, a, was out and came back and then went back out. And now he's in. And what happened, Mike? Well, uh, he decided, you know, I... He it was kind of funny because his wife Beth, who's who was on our show, uh, which uh, what up, Beth? awesome, and and I hope she comes back. I'm sure she will. Um, she she had a tweet where it was uh, it was like one of those me hymns, like me. Uh, hey, you know you've been working really hard lately. Why don't you go have a boys' night out? Him is like okay, <laughs> and then it's a shot of of Adam and Jay, so Edge and Christian in the ring hugging. So uh, alluding to the fact that uh, their idea of a guys' night out is to actually come out of retirement or semi-retirement and uh, and enter the Royal Rumble. Yeah, it was uh, it was awesome, you know. And um, we talked a little bit about this before we we went live, Brent. And you asked me if I knew what was going on, if I knew ahead. And here's the thing I love about Adam. He is. Uh, he knows, like we we've talked wrestling for so long, it's ridiculous. Uh, but he knows that I am just as much uh, a fan 
and I don't want to see everything or I don't want to know everything. I, I like to know some of the details of like, you know, how things are put together. And, uh, I mean, I've, I've done similar things on a far less, you know, grand scale. So there's stuff that I like to pick his brain about. But when it comes to the actual what's going to happen, I always err to the side of don't tell me. And he, he does it automatically. He'll say, you want to know? And I'll be like, no, no, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. So I, I knew, I knew he was going in early to the rumble. Uh, I knew that the idea behind the rumble was that there were a lot of stories that they wanted to tell within the rumble. And this is one of the things where, uh, when he came back, when, when he knew he was coming back for, you know, for, for a real run here, uh, he's, he's a big fan of, of, bringing back the art of storytelling because really what it is it's it's a you know it's a soap opera it's you know the male soap opera is what it's been called and he comes from a time where they told stories it wasn't just go out there do a thousand flips mm-hmm. hurl yourself i mean they did i mean there's a certain amount of hurling their bodies through tables and hitting them with chairs and, and ladders and such but at the heart of it it's it's telling a story and that's the idea if you're watching something you're only going to watch the car crash for so long if there's no meat to the story and so his his big thing coming back is he wants to be able to tell stories and he wants to be able to instill that in some of the younger talent and like hey you know it's great that you can do all these flips but if there's no real good story behind it nobody's really going to care and so I think that was part of what this rumble was. There were a lot of stories being told. I love how they crafted it. You know, spoiler alert, um, Randy Orton and, and Edge were the first two. And they went right at each other, um, which was amazing because, you know, Edge got knocked out by Randy Orton, ripped his, tie, his triceps. So there's that whole continuing of that story and the hatred. And, you know, that's that's the old good guy, bad guy thing. Mm-hmm. The actual match itself uh, was, I thought it was really well put together. Uh, I've heard some of the names of, of the guys that put it together because this was Pat Patterson's baby uh, in years mm-hmm. past. Uh, and he was always really, you know, he was great at, at, at coming up with these ways to weave the stories and the finish and, and, and all that stuff. So there was a group of, uh, a group of guys that, that worked on this. Uh, I know the internet talked about Shane McMahon, uh, Jamie Noble, who uh, was a wrestler back in the 2000s. Thousands, uh, who's an agent now? Uh, Jason Jordan, who is also uh, he's a former uh, wrestler, American Alpha with Chad Gable, and uh, I know Adam has uh, had his hand in this stuff as well as uh, Michael P. S. Hayes. So I thought they put a, a really great uh, match together. Uh, we had some pretty cool surprises. Some old some old legends came back. Kane did his, you know, his his Royal Rumble uh, return where he, you know, yeah, blew, they, they, fire they, threw some guys out. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, gave a little bit of a rub to a guy by the name of Damian Priest, who is an NXT guy that, uh, you know, made a huge impact in this Rumble, which is amazing because that's, you know, you want to see some of these young guys come up and start, you know, making the steps to to becoming these superstars. And I think that's, what's kind of lacking. And I know Chris, you're, you're a bigger fan of AEW than WWE mm-hmm. for a lot of reasons yeah. <laughs> that we probably won't get into. No, we don't need to get into all that. But, uh, the one thing that, uh, that I've found over the last couple of years that's lacking in WWE is there hasn't been uh, a real replacement for some of these 
big guys that they've lost. Like every generation has like a Hulk Hogan and right. a Steve Austin and a rock and a John Cena for that matter too. Uh, there hasn't been anybody that stepped up and has become that quote unquote face of the brand. Daniel Bryan for a while was, you know, he was the grassroots favorite, Mm -hmm. but I don't know if he was ever going to be the face on a grander scale. The Miz, the Miz is an awesome character. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just don't know if he's at that Cena level. Right. So So do you think they're going to make edge the face now? Like the whole, like the, Oh, I don't know. I don't necessarily think he's going to be the face. I think Drew McIntyre is, he's poised to be that guy. I think he's got all the tools. Mm-hmm. Um, Roman Reigns, they've they've done a really yeah, great job did. with Good job with him lately. bringing him the, along. They're predicting Edge and him having a fight, aren't they? Well, here's the thing. Uh, and again, this goes back to the, I have no idea what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea that he was going to uh, win the Rumble. Uh, I knew he was going to put in a good showing because that's been his mantra coming back is he doesn't oh, want he was so great. He doesn't yeah. want to be the guy that comes back, does five minutes, plays the greatest hits and then is gone mm-hmm. uh, because that's and you know, I see it online on, on some of these, you know, rag sheets and, and, and message boards where it's oh, here comes another old legend taking spots mm-hmm. from the young guys. And, you know, he's been gone and he comes in, and does his five moves. No, he's actually, you know, the guy was in there for 60 minutes. Uh, which yeah it's it's the rumble it's still it's still pretty athletically uh inclined Mm -hmm. uh dude's cardio is through the roof Um, holy cow i'd imagine he'd probably bump as much as possible this week he's gonna go to nxt he's gonna go to smackdown he's gonna bump as much as possible and this is the thing i mean he's he's already said in he did an interview with cbs sports where he said look i'm coming back and but if i'm gonna be in the main event at wrestlemania I'm not going to be that guy that shows up at Rumble, does his thing, and then fucks off for the next eight weeks, mm-hmm. and then comes back. He's he's going to be there uh, as much as he possibly can. So Monday Night Raw, you know, he he texts me the next morning. I'm like, "How you feeling?" And, and he goes, "Okay, you know, a little sore, a little tired, yeah. but you know." And he goes, "And they want me to go uh, go with Randy tonight on, on Raw." And I'm like, "Hey, hey, you can do this. Like, that's you know." And he'll have fun. And he loves working with Randy. And Randy has been, you know, Randy's been the perfect guy for him to to start his, his you know, his second mountain, his, his comeback. Uh, so he's going to be on NXT tomorrow night, from what I understand. Wow. Um, which, which is great because he can play off of, well, I could challenge for the NXT title. Uh, so he, yeah. when's WrestleMania? Uh, WrestleMania is yeah, what's the next WrestleMania? April, probably April for April second uh, or something. It's usually around that time. I want to say March. I want to say it's yeah. late March. Um, sure. So he's got a couple of weeks. So mm-hmm. he'll he'll do NXT tomorrow. Uh, chances are he's going to be at SmackDown on Friday, which is my, you know, and I, and I said to him, I'm like, look, I don't know, I don't want to know. I said, but everything you teased on Monday night with Drew McIntyre, like. When I when I decide who I'm going to face at WrestleMania, you'll know. And so it was, you know, kind of planting the seeds. I think we're going to see that same thing tomorrow, yeah. and then Friday. I have a feeling, uh, and you know, if it was me, I, I'd be old school. I'd be like, you know, Roman Reigns talking all the crap he wants, mm-hmm. and out of nowhere, here comes Edge, Spear. Roman Reigns is down. He just looks at him and then he points at the WrestleMania sign in the old cliche way. With Paul Paul Heyman, Paul Heyman's eyes, you know, his 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 bug eyed like, 
Oh, he just took well, then, dare I the say, there, then I'm going to take it one step further then, Mike. Here we go. Right? Okay. So that happens. Um, let's get the WrestleMania predictions out of the way right now then. Here it comes. So that happens. Okay. Mind you, people are wanting Reigns and Brian, which I'm digging that too. Mm-hmm. But with Heyman involved in the talk, in the psyche, Christian back, nice little... Nice little touch there. Well, nice little touch. Nice little touch of Christian making his way back. Congrats to Jay on that. On the because yeah, I, I was going to touch on him, that. Him wrestling again. So this is all one year early for me. I was thinking Edge was going to do this next year. Yeah. Anyways, so I'm laying it up. Sorry, spoiler alert, <laughs> Betty. Okay. <clears throat> He's got to keep climbing the mountain back. He's so close to pinning Roman. Jay takes him out. Ooh, you think they're going to do the betrayal, do you? Join Heyman. Adam's got a battle for another year. Interesting. I think that's that's interesting. Uh, I'm laying it out. There it is, Chris. I I like that. Oh, I don't know. I I have no idea. I I got a different thing. I I have a different um, uh, thing I want to talk about. Edge. I actually what I did was a little research and picked out uh, some Marvel and Star Wars characters. I think he could play. Mm. We, we discussed Mike's that one time, right? My prediction funny. before we get to that, you got a prediction. Sorry, it's it's yeah. funny. Um, my prediction is, I I think, I do think Jay will will play a part of it. And just before I make my prediction, I just want to say, uh, I had no idea that Jay was coming back. That was and, great. Uh, I don't know how much of the the wrestling audience knows. Um, the reason why he went away is he had some concussion issues uh, that stem back, you know, uh, seven, eight years. And it's, it just got to the point where uh, it really, you know, was, he had to walk away. I don't, I don't necessarily think in his heart he wanted to same, same as Adam. Um, If, if Adam has the love for wrestling that we all know, Jay is the same, if not slightly more. And uh, for him to, uh, to be able to come back, I was, we, we were literally painting in, in, in the, the basement here. And I'm just, and all I hear is, you know, number 24. And it's like, all I hear is, doo-doo. and I'm like, oh my God, that's Jay's music. And I like <laughs> drop them, go over there and like, holy crap, here he comes. He looks great. He's in great shape. Dude's 47 as well. Uh-huh. Um, and he came out and I thought, okay, maybe it's just going to be, you know, show up, do something minor and then leave. He played his hits and nice. he he was in I there like he that. to the final five and he looked great. And you know, I, I sent him a text right after I'm like, dude, I'm like, congrats. Like you looked amazing. He goes, eh, I felt a little rusty. And I'm like, nobody would have known. And to see him in there with guys like Bobby Lashley and AJ Styles, who he worked with in TNA, mm-hmm. uh, that was really cool. And you know, and of course the 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 GIF that was going around the internet of of Adam and Jay hugging uh, afterwards, which I thought, you know, that's legit. Like that is legit love and feels because I know how much Adam really wanted Jay to have the opportunity to come back. If that was his only match. You know, great way to go out. I don't think so. I think he's got enough. I think he can work safe enough and work with guys safe enough to to pull off uh, at least one more match. And uh, I, I really loved Matt Riddle, who, if you go back to last year's Rumble, and if you watch the on the network, the uh, Edge special, the 24 special, there's a shot of Matt Riddle backstage when Edge goes out, and it's this look on his face like, oh, like <laughs> it, it's like a fan watching, like, oh my God, it's actually him. Mm. So here comes Christian, Edge, they hug, and Matt Riddle is the guy that's like, 
dude, it's you guys. You guys. and they they hit him with with the, one of their old tag team moves. And I said to Adam, I'm like, dude, I bet you Matt Riddle was probably like loving every minute of that yeah. to be that guy. So um, so anyway, yeah, I, 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 kudos to Jay. And and I love the fact that he got to do that. I wish it was in front of a crowd, like, oh, a, like a real audience, like a lot of those yeah. uh, those guys and the girls especially. Um, I really wish it was in front of a crowd, but the fact that he got to do it and he looked great and uh, he's fine. Like, he seemed, you know, he's sore, but, you know, he seems pretty good. Mm-hmm. Moving forward, WrestleMania, my nice. call. Roman. Yeah, what do we Edge, got? I... I, I want to say that they are going to pull the trigger because... Uh, and have Adam I, win. And have him win. I, I, I think... I like your idea of stretching out for another year, uh, which would be great because then he could retire champion again like he left the first time. I have a, I have a, I have a part B to this, and then we'll Uh-oh. get to Chris's thing. Okay, okay. Well, go, I, yeah. I was just going to say, um, I, I think they pulled the trigger. I think there are a lot of guys that uh, Adam wants to work with Yeah, um, right. that I think he can be a real help to. He's been working backstage with some of the guys on, on promo work. Mustafa Ali, his promo game has gone through the roof. Uh, he's been working with Adam, I know that. Uh, same with Ricochet, uh, Apollo Crews, same thing. Um, so I think he's got a lot of things that he wants to sort of, you know, he wants to n- work with these other guys. And plus, you know, guys like AJ Styles and Seth mm-hmm. Rollins that, you know, guys yeah. that he wants, he would have loved to have been able to, never thought he had the chance, now he gets to do it again. I'm so sure I want uh, him in there with Seth Rollins, well, but anyways. Well, we'll, we'll see. Hey, <laughs> I, the I injuries. Think, At least Goldberg's not in there anymore, right? <laughs> I think they pulled the trigger and Okay. Uh, it sucks. I, I really wish that we weren't in COVID time, because I'd be at WrestleMania, and it's just not going to happen. Well, then let's bump it one year. Yeah. And I'm gonna. The, my part B to this is the turn. He's got to spend all next year chasing it. They battle throughout. They build up new guys, and then mm-hmm. next year's WrestleMania ends with both Adam and Christian competing for two separate belts. We go back to the Ooh. Eddie Benoit thing where they both won him on the same night. Oh, wow. Adam and Christian oh, wow. win next year. Both retire on Monday. Both belts go up. <laughs> or Adam can keep wrestling. They could both wrestle. I don't yeah. care. I'm. I'm. I want. This, if I'm writing this story, yeah. it's very interesting to me because with Daniel Bryan, it seems that they 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 gave the fans what they want. They haven't been doing this with Adam. They seem to be giving the fans what they want with Adam. And to me, oh, like to me, yeah. I'm like, and I'm sure he's right. He's he's part of this. But what I'm saying is, if I'm writing this story. There's a turn, there's a battle, there's a chase, there's a return. They both win next year, both holding up belts. I like it. Here's my prediction, though. He's going to be too busy playing either a role in Star Wars or Marvel to do any of that. And here's the thing. I talked about this with with him. um, This was after, uh, just before our last show. Because I I said, hey, you you got to come on the show and and talk. Because he's a Marvel guy. He's a big Marvel guy. Great, great. Um, And for similar reasons. Because he's excited about the the prospect of the (gasps) X-Men coming into the Marvel Universe. Okay, here we go. I'm pretty sure sure I know what you're going to say. But go ahead. Okay, so we, we I don't know if you know if the fans know, but he played the Atom Smasher on uh, the Flash TV show. So yes, he's he actually did. already been um, in the superhero realm. It's not like it's something new for him. You know what I mean? To put him in this and in Vikings, he was he was spectacular. Um, but this brings me over from Vikings to I think he should play Sabretooth, Wolverine's go. arch arch yes. villain. Do, did you think the same thing? Because I think he I, could kill it. I I know he would love oh, so to his, play. Hopefully, Sabretooth. his agent is listening. 
Uh, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure his, his, his agent, Daniel. Likes his uh, agent. <laughs> yeah, I wish I was. I tried, no joke, I actually tried very hard to plant seeds and, and get him on The Walking Dead uh, as beta. Uh, oh wow, he would have been great for that too. Which, yeah, he would have been really good for that. Because there was there was some uh, some shots I found from the comic that you know if you put them like it it would have been oh, a dude that would have been rad. Yeah, um, uh, Sabretooth is absolutely something that I I know he would love to, and I'm sure he probably has picked Dave Batista's brain a little bit. Yeah, you know, dude. just to be like, hey, uh, you know, what do you think? So I know, right? Um, okay, one Star Wars. Once you check this out. Okay. Um, so Darth Maul's coming back, right? We all know that. Yep. Now, I've mentioned it before. He has an older brother or a younger brother, but he's huge. Well, he's, and so Darth Maul's, the, the actor, is very short, right? Okay. Now, yeah, Ray, Ray Park, right? Yes, yes, yes. Now, we have Darth Maul in, in the Lucas realm and everything and whatever Filoni-verse. And okay. his brother, Savage Apress, is this bigger version of him. Oh. And if they bring in Darth Maul into the Marvel or the Star Wars universe, like they say they're going to, they have to bring in his brother and his apprentice, Savaja Press, who is amazing. And even after Darth Maul disappears, um, Savage keeps going. And, and Edge would be amazing if he'd get to wear the paint and everything, too. But it, the character is very much like the Vikings he played. Uh, Savage is very much, yes, brother, who should we kill now? Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's just straight roll, man. There's not much... Like, like, you know, Vikings, uh, no, Vikings are, aren't very diverse. There's, like, Vikings are pretty straightforward, right? There are mm. some little, little layers to them, but Savage is just, you know, let's just interesting. Oh, well, I, yeah. I, 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 th- I think he would, he'd be great in, in, in either. I definitely know that or the Marvel <laughs> saber tooth, saber tooth would absolutely be something he, he'd be down for, uh, for, for sinking his teeth into. So it, man. Uh, literally I I sinking little, his like saber the, uh, yeah. tooth. I can see the little fangs out there and with his long, you know, the hair, because he's natural with that. I don't know how was, if his hair is long right now, but oh, yeah, yeah. Stuff anyway, no, right? of but course. Just, he has had super long hair and just the thin muscular build. And I've just noticed the way he's been photographed lately looking kind of just rugged. You know, it it's like, very, we're, we're going to Photoshop, make him look really clean in like 20 years old. It's like, no, man, let's look at this guy like he's ran the gambit and he looks like he could play saber to the man. And here's the thing. I, I mean, you know, the average the average person or the average fan watching wrestling will see Adam come back and and they'll they'll think oh he just looks old like he, he's he's actually put some real serious thought into what he's doing like this isn't just great. This isn't just coming back, collecting a paycheck, and, and you know, creative, what, what have you got for me? He has been very uh, meticulous in how he's wanted to approach this. He's watched, you know, he's watched old movies, uh, the, you know, for inspiration. I mean, there's a lot of Rocky, uh, Rocky Balboa, like the, yeah. the, the later Rocky films, you know, the stuff in the belly, and he's he's alluded to that nice. on, on his Instagram and stuff. Well, and Sabretooth would be a good, a good test for him, too, as well, because Sabretooth has some layers to him right savage not savage not too much but in star wars just to be a brute you know like maul maul doesn't have a whole lot of layers to him either you know what i mean he's just maul right but still Sabretooth has some layers to him because of his history and just things with with logan in the past so that would be cool but um we have jeff here now to segue to moist (laughs) hey yes rated rated here ready to tell us about what but we should touch more on on the whole you know people playing certain roles in movies and stuff. But I, ho- I hope Edge's uh, agent is listening. That's all I got to say right there. I'll have to, yeah. I'll, so I'll you're not Edge's agent, Mike? I was like, no. I've been... 
Wait, now, this is kind of a music tie-in, but Mm -hmm. uh, a funny little story about just that. So when, this would be back in 2012, when when I first met Brent Mm -hmm. at the uh, Pearl Jam show in Hamilton. So Adam... It was 2011, sorry. Uh, So Adam and I, we had uh, talked about getting together before the show and having dinner at, there's a restaurant at Cops Coliseum or First Ontario Place, whatever it is now. Uh, We were going to have dinner there before the show and then go in and and meet up with Brent and, and catch the show. So I called up the restaurant because I'm like, yeah, let's 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 go grab a bite to eat. I said, I'll call the restaurant that's there and see if we can get, uh, you know, get a reservation. So I actually called up and I'm like, yes, hi, uh, this is Mike Pongratz. I'm a publicist for Adam Copeland, a WWE superstar. He's coming to the uh, Pearl Jam show tonight. He's a guest of uh, Brent Donnelly, uh, who's the production manager of the show. Uh, we're hoping to get in to get a bite to eat before. Uh, I know it's late, uh, but could could we get a table? You know, and, and they're absolutely. Blue. So <laughs> we get there and. We got this great table. We had this, you know, we had this great meal. And the, I, I want to say it was the marketing manager of, of, the, um, of the building had come to find us to arrange, like, getting the tickets for us. I said, you know, it, it'd be great if we could just kind of slide in because, you know, we don't want to draw too much attention, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And they're like, so they were really, you know, they brought, they brought us beers down to our seats, you know. So, nice. I, so he's like, dude, you should be my, uh, my manager. Well, like, you tell, that's what you got to tell people you are yeah. now as the manager. Yeah, no, it's the only no time thanks. you can be able to use my name for anything. Yeah. Now, are you kidding me? You know, it makes sense now, Mike, because I was sending all those training things to his uh, agent yeah. at edge.com, which I thought was you and you were passing along. <laughs> I'm still taking full credit for his recovery, but anyway, yeah, yeah it's, it's all you, it's all you. This is, uh, Jeff, we have a we guest. Got, got a guest. Jeff, how are there you? There he is. Hi, Jeff. Oh, oh we've lost. Hashtag we mute. You. <laughs> Hashtag mute, Jeff. I think you're on mute. Uh, unmute, buddy. Don't you love, don't you oh, love no, it? We can't hear you. Don't you just, you just, don't you love it? There he is. Read lips. Oh, there we oh, go. We got you. Oh, yay. Hi, Jeff. <laughs> How are you, buddy? Welcome to the show. I think you might, might yeah, remember Mike. You met Mike before, right? Yes. Yeah. Give yourself a little gain there, Jeff. A little gain there, buddy. And then we'll uh, get you in. How's this? There you go. That's great. If you want to lean into that, buddy, that sounds really good. That's that's very NPR, you know, <laughs> and uh, we'd like to welcome Jeff Pierce to the show now. Uh, that's right. How's AS- it going, buddy? It's going good. It's going excellent. Great. Excellent. I, um, you got, uh, have you been hanging out with the boys much lately then? No, uh, virtually only, I'm afraid. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it was 11 months ago that we, that we, uh, that we did our, <laughs> that we did our bed tracks for the record mm-hmm. and we were actually in the i don't know if i talked about this when we when we talked in the summer but we were we were in the studio on day four of tracking when we basically got word from the world that everything was shutting down so that was uh what was it march 19th i guess it was it was the it was the end of the first weekend of march break and so it's almost a full year since almost a full year yeah yeah and so we had the we recorded we did really well in the four days that we were recording bed tracks but because we're fiddlers we we then we spent 
the next sort of three months, three or four months, just just uh, sending files back and forth, and and everyone doing parts in their own in their own spaces. So how how would you compare this experience to other albums that you've done? <laughs> There's no comparison. <laughs> no comparison. Yeah, like that. You'll remember this one, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. No, I mean making music. There's making music by yourself. Mm-hmm. And then there's making music as, as a band. And they're supposed to be completely different experiences. And I've made a lot of music by myself. Mm-hmm. And I've made a lot of music with the band. And uh, I mean, it's kind of interesting because it was sort of the, it was kind of the best of both worlds in a way, if you want to look at it from a positive standpoint, where we were, um, we, there was just files going back and forth all the time and suggestions and, you know, uh, we so then we'd record our parts and send them back to Mark, who's our guitar player and who produced the record. And he he painstakingly sort of assembled everything bit by bit. And he would have suggestions and notes. And and uh, well, we also had too much time, so we we could easily. The idea was first to get the record done, so that we could do the Saints and Sinners tour mm-hmm. in June. So the idea was to record the beds in March, do the overdubs in April, and get the record out for the first of May. Right. But when the when touring sort of stopped, it was like, well, we're not in a rush now. Let's help us. So now you now you've made a how rush some, slash tool record. Exactly. More like a tour. <laughs> I think Rush actually made their records pretty fast, but we actually, you know, there's like there's one song where it was like, you know, this really needs a ukulele part, and so you know, attract some ukulele, and we wouldn't nice. have had time to do that if we had been under the gun to get the record out. So it's going to be really good. I was going to cool. ask you, Jeff, with when you when you produce a record on sort of separate, uh, you know, I think the old classic is you, you get uh, you get the drummer and uh, the bass player, and they lay down sort of the rhythm tracks to it. How how did that work for you making this record? Because usually you like to be sort of in the same space to yeah. sort of get that that groove going. No, and we did. And most of the drums and bass we kept from the bed sessions that we recorded. So okay. it was the, the things we did afterwards that, that most of my recording after that was was, was vocals, background vocals and uh, and overdubs. I played some mandolin and some ukulele and some other things. But there was also a couple of songs where, where we fundamentally decided to change um, how the bass and the drums would 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 play together. And so that was kind of a different experience, but new and and good yeah now, i'm because i'm i'm a i don't want to say a gear head but i come from a sort of production background so i you know things like pro tools and 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 those kinds of tools for musicians i get that how as a band did you guys have to physically sort of like learn how to use these things or these things that you've been sort of sort of picking up on your own you said you were recording stuff on your own as well yeah no we've been we've been Particularly, Mark and I have. Uh, Mark has been a professional producer slash mixer since about two thousand and one. Mm. That's his. That's been his thing uh, using Pro Tools. I. I also. We actually the, to go back in time. The re- reason why it all started was because when we when we sort of took the first hiatus from the band, uh, which was in two thousand and one. Um, as soon as we decided to take that hiatus, David decided that he wanted to continue and make another record of his own mm-hmm. and he immediately went to me and said hey do you want to 
produced this record with me. And I said, yeah. And then he went to Mark and said, hey, Mark, you want to produce this record with me? And hey, Kevin, you want to put some keys on this record? And so <laughs> Mark ended up producing half of it. I ended up producing half of it. Kevin played keys on all of it. So we've been pretty dialed into the technology of the whole thing. For Do you guys ever fight about who produced the better half? <laughs> yes. and only one of us is right yeah (laughs) that's good to know because chris and i are going to put a record out we need someone to produce it for us uh, remotely through pro tools and we're we've shortlisted it to the moist great if it's uh yeah mark could actually do it through pro tools if you do it through (laughs) me i'll be using logic i'm a logic guy there you go is this this the weird al type album you're talking about brent what's that is this the Weird Al type album you were talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to do? That. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So it's all good. Uh, and I have, to, I have to interject. I'm sorry, but I'll forget if I don't ask this. That's okay. I asked, uh, I told our manager that I was going to be doing your podcast, and he okay. said, Who? Kids in the elevator. No, he said, what, he asked me to ask you what if it was a reference to anything. Oh, yeah. Because he, oh. he'll, he'll, pri- he'll win a prize. If you he, must yeah. know what it is, Jeff. You're a big Kevin Smith fan. No, I don't. Mall rats? That kid is on the escalator again. Yeah, mall rats. Your manager's sitting there going, again. ah, shit. Oh, Your manager's like, is. who's Kevin Smith? That's a Kevin <laughs> Smith reference. That's <laughs> yes, mall rats. Yeah, who's, your, who's your management now? Graham McDonald, the camera oh. management. Great. So Hi, you may have met Graham, actually. Graham, Graham uh, uh, was, he began in the business as my friend with a van actually it was a station <laughs> I wagon i've had friends like that <laughs> and he became sort of the guy who had the station wagon when we started the band in vancouver and and i had i had the bass amp and i had the friend with the station wagon so it was a friendship that was meant to be we actually we went back we go back to we knew each other when we were four or five years old i used to and, know every manager oh now i'm, I'm not around here anymore so i don't know anyone who's managing anybody so. well i've shared stories with jeff about some of the folks in toronto that you you were starting mm-hmm. out around mm-hmm. bob, bob lutella and, and folks like that and and then we had some that some was the early stuff. yeah that was the early stuff and it was yeah, yeah, like so way way back grand. in the day right and and also jeff on the same talk we've had i think every musical guest we've had on here like knows you in one way or another you know what i mean um well, ray was ray was on here and you know Ray, the, I, what's Ray's last name again? I'm sorry, I just met Ray Lazier. Yeah. yeah. There you go. He had his two kids on the show, Jeff. And one dressed up as uh, Miles Morales Spider-Man. And the other one was Peter Parker Spider-Man. And they <laughs> battled it out. And it was, it was one of the greatest things we've ever had in our show. And he had such a good time. Um, he was showing his toys off on the show we had going on <laughs> which was great and then, and yeah and then we've had uh, like todd kearns and he was uh talking about uh, moist back in the day playing through uh, bc and such like that um, yeah we used to, yeah we, we shared a rehearsal space with age of yeah. Electric. we didn't we didn't know them very well because we were always there in the daytime they were always there at night he mentioned that yeah 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 and, and, and he mentioned that you guys were the darlings of the area that was that was his quote that's funny because we felt like the we felt like everybody hated us so i'm not from the impression no he said you guys were the darling maybe he was being i don't know maybe he was be joking right but well you know from the sounds of it everybody loved you buddy 
But that was a really cool time period back then for Canadian music. I mean, oh, we're talking amazing. like 93 to 96, 97. Um, yeah. who, were, who were some of the, the, the favorite uh, sort of road buddies that you that you loved playing with on, on tour oh, back then? Okay, yeah. I mean, we played with everybody for sure, but the first the first experience we had that was really cool, I think was playing with, um, there's a band called Furnace Face from Vancouver. From, mm. uh, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Amazing band, so great. And they were one of the first bands to take us on tour for an extended period of time we did the entire country with with furnace face opening for them and uh and it was great but we had a we had a better van <laughs> so we had our it van all comes van. back to the transportation it does it really does only because our van had our original van had died by that point and we had just gotten a, a loan from our publishing company to get a brand new uh very a very nice van and i remember uh, I remember. I think we were driving from Winnipeg to to uh, to uh, Regina, probably, and and they had gotten an early start because they had to be there first for sound check. They probably got going a couple hours beforehand, and we passed them on the highway. And oh, the guitar player—I can't remember his name now. He was in the front seat. As we passed them, he was in the front seat of this of their van, just like like pretending to whip his horses. <laughs> come on, come, come on. Like, cruising by in the back He's um, dueling, dueling a Conline vans, you know. Ours was a Conline. Theirs was a, like an old beat-up school bus. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I took one of those. Black oh, smoke coming out I, the back. Exactly. I've been in one of those. And it's not fun to go through the prairies with those, especially no, in the middle all. of winter, because you, you can put... It's you know, always the middle of winter in the prairies. That's how you get your gold record. That's it. Yeah. You can't get your gold album without without it, right. uh, without yeah. it at all. Um, the um, funny Furnace Face didn't they used to have a projector? Didn't they used to play? Yes, they had. They had. A they, had they had a yeah. They had actually one of the. I mean, for a band that size, they had a fairly elaborate stage. Yeah, we played with them, Chris, at the Eclipse. Yeah, I, I oh totally I remember, yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. yeah had, we played with everybody back then, but it was like we it was, did. It was a great time. Yeah, there was a there was a part of their show I think where they came out all dressed in white, like whirling dervish type things and their mm. the projector we projecting things it was really i mean they were kind of a punk band but they were yeah they had the uh, they had the show down yeah that was cool yeah. uh, anyway, there's so many i can't even like we played with everybody everyone from this is from also the longest intro too this is jeff the moist by the way <laughs> <laughs> i figured everybody knew because we that's were right no we had to be on jeff the show moist. anyway right this i, I a, think everybody's yeah, just a, waiting for jeff to come on it's like where's jeff? where's jeff this where's is jeff? great no, well, this is. Oh yeah. Could you, do you want to play? Do you want to play one of your songs for us? Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say. Oh, I thought. I thought we were gonna get like, YouTube will shut us down again, Chris. Yeah. Jeff, YouTube's been shutting us down, and when uh, well, WWE, and I got a bone to pick with them. We'll get to that to another episode. But that. <laughs> um, but no, the but, fact but when we played two, oh, we got shut down too, Mike. Like when we played the band Took, we yeah. got shut down too. Oh, they just, shut that down. So they well, don't like that I, stuff. Eh? I was gonna say that that guitar riff. I mean, push that was. Yeah, I thought we were getting that for that. Gangbusters, and uh, what I what I think is 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 kind of cool now, and you see it with uh, a bunch of, um, you know, a bunch of Canadian bands that in in these sort of later years, um, <laughs> who are who are no longer be be Man of a certain age, yes. <laughs> who are no longer beholden to the record labels and being able to produce your own stuff on your own time, release it on your own time. Do you find, you know, in looking back, say, 93, when you guys were, you know, 
throwing a couple hundred bucks out to a studio to put together, you know, the 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 demo, uh, the demo tracks, to now where you can just literally go into your basement and, you know, hit record on your computer and barf out what's inside you as opposed to having to deal with you know record labels and ARs and and all this that kind of mess the the original vision do you, do you find that a, a better thing now as opposed to then or no. was that a necessary evil back then <clears throat> i mean it was like the thing about you actually i don't know if you've read our bio or not but that's exactly what I mean, you just described our lives exactly. We were in nineteen ninety three. I thought that's the entire Canadian musician sort of like a bio. <laughs> it is. It totally you know. is. And, we, and in the case of us, we actually made the entire first record uh, independently because nobody wanted anything to do with us. And we actually released the whole thing independently and, and still nobody wanted anything to do with us. And it was only when we made the push video independently and much music started playing it and we started selling... Yeah you know, a, a thousand CDs a week off of the stage, that suddenly the labels came came too with the, uh, in the process. But uh, every moment, every minute then that we spent in the studio was was precious. And every single thing that we recorded was was golden. It was like, mm-hmm. it was like a baby to protect. And uh, I kind of miss that, you know? Yeah. I feel like there's, a, there's an urgency knowing that the clock was ticking and that you had to get it down um we made the silver record effectively in in five days basically and wow. you know this this record that and it sold four hundred thousand copies this record that we are going to be releasing in the fall we made it in five months <laughs> wow <laughs> and that wasn't I and mean, we weren't slacking off like yeah. it was just that we had we have so many options um oh, and which, is, that, is that a good thing. or a bad thing bad. though it's a bad thing bad yeah thing. yeah well, it was funny because what, what I liked was you, you and it's funny because you used the, the song Push. We also pushed the label's hand at signing you because it was like, all right, you know, independently, these guys are taking over. If we grab them, now we could grab, we could tap into their independent source. Do you remember what that felt? Did you feel powerful or was that just... Because like, like you, yeah, I remember you being on Much Music and that video and I remember even, I think it was, oh, what was it? The, the, Denise... Something from Match Music? Denise, Denise Donlin. There you go. And she talked about your video, buddy. And I, this is back when I was like the aspiring musician, right? How do you make a great video? And I watched this thing, uh, a documentary on it, and she was on there talking about your video and that part where the singer and the guitar player like just rock out together. And, and every scene of every guy in that band is a moment there's not a wasted and and so so going back did you feel that did you feel that you were pushing the hand to get signed or were you just in the middle of it or we were in the middle of it so much that we we uh i don't like but we also felt you know part of it was just that we felt like oh my god this might work we might actually and when i say work it means we might actually be able to pay rent mm-hmm. sometime because we were down, we were so, we were down to our last, like, we had maxed out the gas cards, we we were, uh, we really needed it. And so it was more of a, I don't think we felt as much power as we felt relief that it was actually going to be happening. Mm-hmm. So, Speaking of videos, though, you guys just put out one that everyone's talking yeah, about again. They are, they are, Jeff. It's for Tarantino, for the, new, for the new single, and everyone's talking about it again, because I love the fact that you made a video. I yeah. love the fact that, um, I mean, there's independent videos happening, and people are making a great effort, but everyone is talking about your new 
the video and I wish we could play it right unfortunately, now, but YouTube will shut us down, no, but um, yeah, we'll put a link to it. So great. can you Definitely. talk a bit about the video concept? I'm sure you're going to get asked yes, this a thousand times, but it looks great. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, uh, um, we were in a bit of a, of a bind like the rest of the world because yes. we couldn't get together to make a video proper for the for the song with a thousand uh, people in front here yeah, there's no live video that's even sure, like right? we can't even get together the six of us because yeah. we are i'm in kingston i got two guys that are in toronto two guys in montreal and one guy in ottawa and we so these are bubbles that do not are not mixing right now we, they I don't, don't cross they do not yeah they don't cross <laughs> we're not supposed to see each other and so we had to we had thought about a couple of ideas. The record company um, had suggested that they could bring, uh, that they could send a camera guy out to go to each person's house to record some stuff of us working in our home studios, that kind of thing. Um, well, that sounds kind of cool. We may still, <laughs> we may still have to do something like that, uh, depending on how long this thing uh, happens. But in the meantime, David had been surfing through the, the NFB short films library online okay and he found this this film the short film is a five minute short film for a film called caterpillar plasty and it's an nfp short and he was like this he just felt it could really felt that it matched the vibe of tarantino somehow and uh so he david did a quick cut he sort of downloaded it did a quick like cut himself just in using iMovie or Final Cut Pro or something like that and sent it to us and said, you know, what, I think I got something here. What do you think of this? And we we're like, yeah, man, this is like, nice. this is really cool. Um, and so we were like, okay, we got to find out who this director is and see if we can like, you know, co-op them into, into uh, jumping on board because it was just a rough thing that David had done. So we reached out to the guy. It turns out the guy's a Montreal filmmaker and uh, named, his name is David Barlow. Uh, and I can't remember his last, he's, he's hyphenated last name. I can't remember the last name. You'll part. remember as soon as we're off air. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you put the link, fortunately, it's it's in the, if you put the link to the video, his name is in the credits for it. And he jumped right on board with the idea. He We sent him the song and he thought it was really, really cool. And he understood how we thought that the two things, even though they're right, they're, they're about two completely separate ideas, there's a melding of the concepts that kind of works in a way that we couldn't have anticipated. Mm-hmm. So he agreed to uh, to basically to, to to hack up his own work, and he did the edit himself to the song. Oh, and wow. the NFB gave us their blessing to to use it uh, in exchange for some credit for the thing, because you know I think they they're happy to get to have the opportunity to get the original film in front of more eyes as well. So it was just so a cool. really great like confluence of of concepts and ideas in it and uh yeah david Hurry barlow up. Krilina. thank Is you very that? much okay. yeah, yeah, go. Out boy, mike out of boy mike yeah. nice it's the old school producer in me what was that i'll just quickly check that out <laughs> <laughs> that's that's it well, we'll make sure feeling. we post we'll make sure we post it uh jeff yeah, on everything we're gonna we, put we a link post, to the video yeah we did a post on on blundell.com today uh just talking about the show and it's there plus we'll we'll put it on everything um because it needs Big to be seen too. it needs okay. to be seen it's yeah. great the song's killer riffy heavy mm-hmm. rocking which is riffy, killer yeah. i always i always love it uh 
you know, and it's um, Canadian, man. Like I say, any musician we've had, we've only had Canadian musicians on here, but every musician on here is so, it's funny. It's like, the, oh, they're Canadian too. Anytime we'd mention anything about anything, well, they're Canadian. So we're all very supportive <laughs> of each other. We are. And it's great. And that's one thing that I'm really loving about what we're doing here is we're supporting we have to the quarantine people. the Americans, Chris. Well, we, I'm not saying we won't support some Americans if they come on the show, but I just love the fact that whenever we mention anybody who's Canadian, they're Canadian. It's like, I know, I know. It's good. I, I, was, I, love it. I was going to say, you mentioned, uh, you talked about Dean Brent. Uh, going back, the one thing that uh, when I worked in radio, I, I used to love when, uh, you know, artists would would come into the station. And if it was, you know, just for an interview with new material, or we always, we'd always get... Um, uh, the up, up and coming artists, and they would have to come in and do those. We think they're, you know, the embarrassing showcases in front of the staff uh, and a box of donuts, uh, which you don't get anymore. I mean, you know, not to go on the tangent, but Bell Media <clears throat> just axed a whole bunch uh, of radio people today. And the radio oh. business from what it used to be, sort of 80s, 90s, mm. is nowhere the same. And, and most buildings don't have those kinds of bodies anymore. And, and, uh, I don't think the the music industry works in the same way. Uh, do you remember having to to go as a band to you know places like C Fox uh, oh, to yeah. CFNY, and early on in your career when you know like you were saying when people didn't know who you were uh, except you know the cassettes you'd, you'd sell or the CDs you'd sell at the show, um, was that something that as a band you guys enjoyed doing or was that just another one of those, man, uh, this is you know I'm playing for like a bunch of sales reps and like the kid that writes copy <laughs> you know a, a bit of both i mean i think it was we always really appreciated being asked it was really it was a it was a pleasure to know that people wanted to hear it and we knew that we were in the business of selling something at that whether we were selling a product the product being both the band and whatever cd we were promoting at the time and uh we were um you know just grateful for the opportunity to to uh, put ourselves in front of ears, but we were tired as well. I mean, people mm. often talk about they would ask, or they, they used to ask back in the day. <laughs> uh, you know, wow, touring life, what a party! <laughs> oh yeah, let me tell you. <laughs> okay, so the day starts at eight o'clock when the record rep picks you up and takes you around to a bunch of uh, radio shows, and you're doing the beyond the morning show, and then they go to the lunchtime show, and then you load into a record store to do a a uh, uh, you know, a, remember bands used to actually set up in record stores and play. Yeah, and yeah, yes, we, yeah, we did that. Yeah, yeah. And then we'd go and load in for sound check, and then we might have a chance for dinner and a nap, and then we'd have the show, and then to bed, and then the whole thing. Were, then, oh yeah, then we have to drive because Canada, we got to drive for at least eight hours <laughs> exactly to get to the next city. Um, so yeah, no, it was. We were always grateful to do it, but we may have, if we if we ever seemed grumpy, it was never because we didn't want to be there. It was just because we were we were a little. Tired. Who was uh, who was your uh, who was your rep? You guys were with EMI for yeah uh, for, for was it for the for the for length the duration, yeah. yeah yeah who who was your who was your main rep guy that used to cart you around uh, in which Ontario? city in in, uh, in Ontario let's say Toronto uh, area Rob Chuby probably was the guy Oh, Chuby okay yeah. all right I remember Rob Chuby yeah uh, Rob Chuby and Angie Bazana yeah. and uh, wow, those those are some names that are like some old school uh, Anastasia Serendoc. Yes. Yep. Wow. And how do you know these people, Mike? 
Well, because I I, did, I worked in radio for oh, you know the radio the first Sorry. fifteen some odd years. Well, when I you know I got into radio in sort of ninety five ish ninety six, and so I kind of I I kind of went through that whole I want to call it the Canadian Renaissance. Of, it was yeah uh, of yeah. some you know some fantastic bands. I mean you know it was it was like the Watchmen. It was Moist. It was uh, Tea Party. Uh, I'm Mother Earth. Big Wreck. Big Sugar. Yeah, like it was just That's it was, good. Yeah. It was such a really cool mm -hmm. period music-wise. Um, it was almost like you want to say it was like the the Canadian answer to you know the grunge scene in Seattle that was, was going. I, on. That was perfect. I think that's well, what it was. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, so uh, again, as as a producer, part of my job used to be that when artists would come in, they had to do the obligatory uh, come into my studio and read the you know, hi, this is so and so from so and so, and you're listening to this jock on insert radio station. Yep. So I would always get these people coming through uh, to, to do these and I always felt so bad because it's like I'm the last stop on their visit to the stage beat ready to fucking leave Mike it's kind of like what we're going to make Jeff do tonight exactly here on YouTube tell these stories I got a message from Graham times again for us please I got a message from Graham your manager oh did you yeah and I told and he's like he's like what do you guys want to talk about I said it doesn't really matter as long as he cuts a promo for us that's it anyways it's all good but I just want to just, I just want to backtrack to what Mike was saying for one second because I I think it's worth talking about again for a moment that was a really special time, and and I think as you're saying, there was a a lot of it had to do with the media because there was not only was there were there radio stations in every market willing to bring a band in in the morning show, a band in the lunchtime show, whatever band was in town to do their show, which would promote the album, which would promote the show that was happening at night. Right. Uh, There's also much music, which was a nationwide yeah. thing, which enabled a band from Halifax to be known in Vancouver, mm. and. And that was a, those things don't exist anymore at all. And I'm not I'm I don't feel like I'm just waxing poetic about the past here. Those things really just don't exist. No, I think the process has changed. We uh, last year actually, um, I had a bit of a panel going with like Garth Richardson and Lyle Chasse and and uh, some friends like from the industry talking about is the process in breaking a band you know is the is how much has it changed given our our state and you because there used to be a method it used to be do this get it on the radar play some shows get signed uh make the great video go on much music tour behind it hope it sticks and and away yeah, you go Plus three the, hits with three videos repeat. Yeah. that's where it went but then now it's kind of like well everyone can make a video everyone can make a record at home um there's award-winning podcasts like this one that they can come on to promote it however it's tougher to like have it be have it to break an act right now i couldn't even imagine trying to break an artist right now from the from a traditional stint that could actually sell tickets mm -hmm. right they can actually sell tickets because a lot of these bands can do shit tons of numbers but they're a soft ticket so mm -hmm. i love the fact that you guys uh big wreck are uh, you know i'm mother earth haven't done it in a while but anything uh, you know headstones any of these bands are still pushing ahead and guys like mike and i and chris i want to hear new stuff you don't often yeah definitely get this. Yeah, you don't yeah. often get this from from artists like where you just like i just wish they'd stop putting out records i want to hear where these artists are doing are going with it and the what you guys did on the last record was like geez 
this is this is killer not saying it wouldn't be but you just it's great to watch these bands continue to push forward in this this world that we're in right now where it's impossible to be heard but you're still putting out the best possible thing you can put out I, you guys have done great records and all these canadian bands are still doing killer albums and, and still having fun doing it Canada, too i yeah, mean that's sure. yeah. that's yeah. That, that's the one thing that um i mean you can you can see you know, there there are certain genres of music where artists will do their twenty year anniversary. They'll come out, they'll play the hits, and you know, make their quick buck, and then they're gone again. I love the fact that you got bands that were around, sort of, you know, in my early twenties, and that you know, I was listening to religiously on CFNY and and going to these shows and driving to London to call the office, you know, an hour and a half away from where I lived or going up to Barrie or, you know, all these places. I love the fact that a lot of those bands um, who, you know, they went on and had, you know, day jobs, like real jobs. They weren't just bands anymore. Like a, a funny story for me is that, you know, back in those days, I used to go see, I used to go see the Watchmen a lot. Sure. And when I became, you know, when I started doing voice full time, I remember going to uh, a commercial session for a toy. It was a, it was a commercial for Spin Master, and I went to Vapor Music in Toronto. And so I go in, and you know, they give me the script. I go into the booth, and they're like, "All right, uh, just a second, uh, uh, Joey's going to come in. He's going to direct you." And I'm like, oh, "Okay, cool." And then there's, you know. Joey Serlin, who was the lead guitar of The Watchmen, who's now the creative director at Vapor, is directing me on a toy store, a toy commercial. I'm like, <laughs> holy shit! And I'm trying not to fanboy because yeah. I'm like, damn, like, okay, cool, and you know, being all cool. And you get to see that, like, these people, you know, they had these great music careers, and then they went on and did something else, but they're still creating new music today and there's still you know that that creativity is is still part of their uh their whole being so i love the fact that it's not just you know pull out the 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 hits once every 10 15 years and then go back and and sort of living off the old past glory i, I think it's great I, I i love that time period but i love where you go musically as you get older and it's it's not the same you know uh longing for uh the single life and you know hot chicks and all the booze and drugs you can do uh when you're you know in your 40s it's a different a different feel but you still want to create that music and you still want in your 40s my no. thank you for the 40s <laughs> shut up anyway. so so God damn it so jeff before we let you sign off on your last uh, whatever you got a pump on the album there pop culture what did you think of the mandalorian okay <laughs> you knew it was coming right you knew it was coming no i should have actually i should have watched it again oh, just, holy just crap. a quick last, just a quick unbelievable really great like i can't i don't know what they're gonna do now i mean obviously they've got to bring uh gro groku grodu Grogu, Grogu, Grogu. we call him larry call him the child or little yoda baby yoda forever yeah um they can't uh, they can't have him leave the show no. uh because but you know when when they <laughs> i don't know what the moment was for you i don't know if you guys expected it or not but for me it was when we saw the glove when this mysterious yeah. figure gets out of yeah. the thing and when we see that he's got one one glove is different than the other than the other hand you it's like it oh my luke. god it's luke <laughs> And we, there was some serious flipping out going on right? in the living room when that and, happened. And, yeah. And dude, I was like saying, it's there's no way it's Luke up, and then it was Luke. So I was and like, then it was Luke. Yeah. I was happy, but at the same time, I was like, oh dang. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what are but they going to do? I mean, now, yeah. I mean, you, you, I mean, there's no reason why. You, 
you could have Luke carry on. I mean, it's all animated. Mark Hamill's doing other, he's doing voiceovers. He could do it. It's not, it probably wouldn't they be that expensive. It. They ended it like way up here though, huh? Oh, I know. You know what I mean? Like, Hi. wow, where do you go from there? Yeah. So, so you enjoyed it though, huh? Good series. Oh, yeah. oh huge. Yeah. I, I will say that that whole Mark Hamill scene, I don't know if you guys saw, um, there's a, a YouTuber who's, uh, created quite of a uh, quite a following by doing deep fakes which oh, are where they they substitute actors faces into the uh, into the movies uh, this guy did uh, a bunch of um, he did Harrison Ford uh, in in solo he basically took Harrison Ford's face and deep faked it he deep faked Mark Hamill's face into that scene oh wow and, I'd like to and see if that. you watch it it's it's unreal like I'm I'm kind of surprised, and I know probably budget-wise is is why they went the way they did. Um, but if you put them side to side, which he does in this video, mm-hmm. had they gone that deep fake route, yeah. it would have looked way would've better. Worked, huh? Yeah, way better. And yeah, it's uh, I'm, I'm I'll get the uh, I'll get the link to you, uh, Brent, so you can put that up as well. It's really cool, and I thought they did a, a pretty decent job with with you know the Mark Hamp. You got that's what you got to work with, but this deep fake technology that they've got now, had they done that, uh, I I don't think you would have had as many people going, uh, you know, it looks actually, I I, I see what they're saying, but those deep fakes are well, I saw Shining when it was amazing, Shining's my favorite movie, but yeah. That they, I I think that I got to see that, so yeah, we got to put the link up for that, Mike. You got to listen to where that is. But uh, so, well, but we'll have to season when season three. That's uh, I'm, December. Yeah, December, oh, yeah. probably. Yeah. I'm deep well, Jeff. Right Jeff, so you're Jeff, gonna have to come back. Uh, yeah, for the, the Mandalorian. <laughs> but give us all the details on your new album and everything for Moist. Well, give okay. So everything you to, got to be clear, the the single that we just released is not the first single for the new record. Oh, it is. Ooh. Although it. It is going to be on the record because, you know, it just fits really well. But it is, strictly mm-hmm. speaking, it was meant to be just a bit of a holdover track. Wow. Okay. Record, good. That's good to know. Yeah. Just something for someone just to give people because we've, we've been, and we we're just dying to get stuff out, like mm-hmm. dying to get anything out. Uh, the actual first single for the record will be coming out in, um, well, I know the date. I'm probably not supposed to say it, but this, uh, it'll be the spring. Spring will be the first single for the record. The record itself will come out hopefully. In time for the Saints and Sinners tour, which is hopefully going to carry on with this new schedule of November, right. which is the tour with us, awesome. um, Headstones, Kingston, uh, Tea Party, Tea Party, and Big Wreck had to Big leave Wreck. the tour. Oh, it's now Sloan. Sloan oh, actually, I'm a huge Sloan oh, fan, wow. brother. I really and, and, like. And Sloan hey, a shout lot. out to Chris Murphy. Uh, oh yeah. I don't know if you guys saw the Instagram. Um, man, that's 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 a tough beat right now. But uh, I'm hoping. Uh, everything sort of works out. I don't know if you guys saw that, but no, uh, Chris no. has uh, developed Bell's palsy oh. um, on on the one side of his face. So uh, I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping it's it, it works itself out. Yeah, I mean it's good time. If you're gonna have something yeah. like that happen to you, it's good timing because he yeah. he that stuff that usually goes away within a couple of months. Oh, okay, yeah. great, good, good, good. But uh, yes, yeah, wow. show that tour is fantastic, fantastic, man. I'm a, I I love like uh, man. Underwhelmed is still like one of my favorite songs. When what, back when I worked uh, when I worked at a radio station in Kitchener, we had this thing called uh, Beat Rocks the Block, where uh, we would shut down uh, downtown Kitchener for this all day uh, music fest, and. And Sloan was the headliner the last year that I worked there, and I, uh, 
I got to go out and introduce the band, and I, uh, nice. you know, the radio days, um, I, I, I was a fan of Martin Streaks. Uh, he was a good dude, and I love the fact on, on, on their album, you've got Martin's voiceover, you know, would you please welcome to the stage, Sloan! Right. And so for me, they were like, <laughs> nobody at the station really knew Sloan, because we were more of a top 40 station uh, at that point, a little more urban leaning, and for some reason, uh, they, they we were kind of moving a little more, uh, I don't want to say a little more rock, but Sloan ended up being the headliner, and most of the people that worked at the station weren't really familiar with Sloan. Me being the older guy, me being the older guy, I'm like, dude, I got this, I got this. So uh, it was really cool, and they were just, uh, they're an awesome, awesome bunch of guys. Just oh, to yeah, great guys. So with, where's the so. tour going, Jeff? Uh, same as as before, although right now there's yeah, no... Remind us. There's, there's no East Coast. Okay, it'll be starting in Victoria, Abbotsford, all points out west mm-hmm. leading up to the Ontario shows will be Hamilton mm-hmm. Place. Um, uh, a couple shows at Casino Rama. Of course. Um, nice. Nice. Great venue, dude. Great venue. Yeah. yeah. It's a great venue. Yeah, oh, no, it's great for sure. And then uh, uh, there'll, be, there'll be more. It'll be as... Kingston? Uh, no, I wish. No, there's no like out, oh, a huge outdoor festival. Like, no, there's not going to be an outdoor festival, Chris, for a long time. Hey, man, no, I don't. I saw Moist Play. I saw Moist They're going to be playing Napanee, okay? Yeah. It's yeah, not yeah. Kingston. They're playing Napanee. We they were got supposed a better to, deal. If it had been last summer, we would have been playing the uh, the outside of the Empire Theater in Belleville. Mm. Which right, been, Belleville? That's no, right, too. No, yeah. 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 But I'm so glad that we got to do that show in Kingston. That, that's, uh, that Dude, that was, that was, and for, I know how many personal reasons you had to love that show, man. Like, that was amazing dude that was man it was my favorite show of all time I walked right up front there too, which was why you okay there. I was like, yeah, and I just kind of walked up front. I was like, yeah. and I started chatting with everybody. Like, da, da, da. yeah, but it was just it was very the crowd wise was very passive and and still rocking, yeah. and I like that. You know, it's it, all ages in a big way. Like it was great was atmosphere. People- I blame that on Kingston because Kingston's very nice. You know what I mean? Like just nice everybody gets along. I mean, it was cool. But what a great they, Jeff, you rocked that one too. But um, the smile on your face on that on that gig, dude, <laughs> was awesome. It was yeah. awesome. It was hundred percent genuine for sure. It was, my friend. I know it was. I know it was. Yeah. Okay, so we're stoked, man. Stoked for for Moist yeah. News uh, to come out here. And I guess so when uh, when the spring hits and we're coming out touring again, you guys are coming out swinging. Absolutely, and and uh, yeah, and if you guys when the when there's more details when the, when the record has actually officially been announced and that kind of thing, uh, have me back and I'll talk. Oh about yeah, it. definitely will, my friend. Yeah. Oh, there's I have so many like Great. home recording questions that I would have <laughs> pelfered you with at this that's point. A, that's oh, a, because man. That's we need a, our own podcast, Mike. Yeah, <laughs> I know right, because uh, because honestly, that's uh, the the one thing I didn't get a chance to touch on. We were talking about how you back in the old days when you were in a studio, you were under the gun to do this, and you had a, a, a producer there that would sort of rein in these ideas. When you're tracking vocals or doing stuff on your own, you don't necessarily have that other pair of ears to to sort of no. Uh, it's a, to, to pull you I, in. It, yeah, it's you know I've always said that recording yourself is the hardest thing, and, and I can record somebody else playing, and I, and I can know what's good. But when I'm recording my own bass parts, it's uh, it's a nightmare for me. I, I don't, I can't, I lose complete, I lose my, I just, I lose total 
perspective on where oh my god i don't it's know an overload it's very it's on? very tough to be objective when you're playing because damn i am so good at this yeah, yeah. two takes that's all i need yeah. and, it's, <laughs> and then you send you send the the files out to everybody else like dude yeah you might want to take another pass yeah. at that just yeah. just saying uh, if you can come it. back anytime buddy anytime we're gonna talk other stuff as well man uh tell graham though that he didn't get the trivia question right about what the reference <laughs> podcast so now his his prize for not getting it right is he has to manage us now yes ah, that's right, it. right. i yes. thought he, it was has, he has to come on as a guest that's right no he's got even further get him on for that yes, that's even worse right? where can everybody find you online jeff before we go as far as you the band everything and then we'll let you get out of here man um Go to Link, the Linktree. I don't know if you guys are aware of Linktree or not, oh, yeah. but uh, Moist Online. So Linktree is L-I-N-K-T-R dot double E slash Moist Online um, or look at moistonline.com and there you can find links to all of our stuff. Everything nice. Awesome. And if Thanks you coming on, buddy. That's great, Jeff. Facebook, I'll oh. respond personally. Say that one more time. If anyone says hello on Facebook, they'll usually get a response from me personally. Okay, beautiful. This That's is so cool. I, you know, again, Thanks, I, as as I get in my older age now, I'm I'm starting to like become friends with all these bands that you know I I watched religiously when I was in my 20s. So this is like, cool. I know awesome. Jeff now. This is cool. I could I could email Jeff. Like, things you wanted to tell time. like 20 year old Mike, yeah. right? Yeah, I know. Get out of the business. Get out of the business. I thought the same yeah. things, buddy. Yeah. Get out of the business, Mike. Yeah. Peace, peace and love, Jeff. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks dude. Bye-bye. Awesome, buddy. Good neighbor <laughs> stuff, man. That's uh, Jeff Pierce. Uh, what a great guy. Thanks, Jeff, guy. for coming on and talking moist and new song and all I'm the so excited about that, too, which is cool, man. Canadian yeah. artists. Yeah, well, it's a, and, it's a really and like great. I said, the excitement that that whole thing that these guys are still, you know, they're still down to wanting to to put out new music and and, yes. and create new music. I think it's amazing, and you know, I'll, I'll be the first to say that I I, I feel almost sad that you know my kids your kids brent they're they're growing up in a, in a world where there's not a whole lot of rock and roll uh, we've oh, said, our parents said that too they just didn't get the uh, everyone said it it's uh, you got to no, dig not, a little deeper than same. than you used to i guess it's tough it's it, it, so everybody makes music now yeah like you know cool. I mean? like everybody makes music now so that means that you know you're not going to get that push for rock and roll you're going to get whatever <laughs> that push you know just what I mean? Yeah, is that right? Right. I, I love that. But I love the way he said that. The push. Those guys the are great. Just, great guys <laughs> to tour with, man. Hey, and David Usher, man. There, there was a time where uh, I, I was compared at one point Whoa. to David Usher because uh, I had that whole Keanu Reeves, <gasps> David Usher thing uh, going. And a nice not so much in my as middle in age. Look now. like him, or as in you sang like him. Oh, oh God! I wish oh, I. Could, I wish talent? I could sing. You yeah. had long. Try. I'm trying. David Usher. David Usher was amazing, like especially yeah. like you know just for his age. I'm going to say it. He looks like amazing. Yeah. Well, hey, well, the guy the is, uh, My wife agrees. My wife. I forgot to ask Jeff actually about, about his tech because because um, David, um, I've done some David shows over the years uh, as a you know touring a band that opened for his solo act and then also um, just over the years uh, throughout the time and he's a very super tech head so it makes a lot of sense that um, he would find that the radness for that new video so yeah anyway uh, really cool I, i'm, I'm waiting for i'm waiting for a canadian artist to to dig into the national film board archives and use the log writer waltz as oh yeah i love that the concept <laughs> for a video I and he goes whirling down and yeah, down my water see me yeah. and you are around the same age so we have that so, we have that same the uh, pop culture 
references that Brent's, Brent's like you guys are so old I'm just I see I'm just I'm what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna google it because I'm just I'm like 19 do. something and then mm-hmm. add 10 years and then that'll yeah. kind of get me into the zone 70 stuff that you about. don't get right you don't get the 70 Michael where can people find you online where can people do dude you, you, in the wrestling uh, ring <laughs> yeah you know no wrestling at this point uh at mp voiceovers is my twitter handle and my instagram uh mpvoiceovers.com you can see the stuff that I do I, I'm everywhere, dude. You'll hear me. Like you are. turn on the TV, and it's it's cool because I, I may have mentioned this, but what I I love the fact that I, I still get to do a lot of this stuff, especially during quarantine, is that my parents, when they're watching TV, uh, they watch <laughs> a lot of cottage uh, cottage life TV, mm-hmm. and you know they'll hear me doing the promos for the show. Awesome. So they're like, it's like you know we still hear you every day. It's like you're in the house. So not to mention um, you've just voiced a brand new intro for a new podcast that launches tomorrow as well. Damn. Skippy. That's right. Then got a journey. Skippy. Cool. Yeah. A journey for Java tomorrow, but we'll get into that. But Michael, yes, thank you yeah. again for. Oh, thanks, for guys. Voicing, uh, for dude, I, I, I love this, and and it was it was cool to get to to, to talk uh, sort of music and background stuff with with Jeff because he's a great yeah, guy. Man. Uh, like, he is I, like a really good dude, man. I'm a sucker for Canadian music in the '90s, man. Yeah. That was that was my wheelhouse. Oh, so yeah, we better we better next time we do one of those, we better bank off about three hours. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> what we got to do is we got to get like jeff and then a, a member of another band at that time and, and we could hear probably hear some cool stories oh yeah two of them right well we just got to pull the guys in from that have been on already so we'll get todd we'll get him we'll get chuck from my mother earth we'll try to get jag yes. from my mother earth we'll try to get a bunch of people wow. that'd be cool, man. and just have a canadian roundabout um that would be <laughs> that'd be cool by the way i, I want to say at one point during that interview I saw uh, that. the door opened behind my darling wife I saw she, that. that was nice she went to Tim Hortons and got me an ice cap. That's that's love, boys. That's true. Tim Hortons. That is the Anyways, hey, oh. <laughs> Michael, I know, we'll talk, I know. We'll talk, again I'm still, I'm still learning I'm still still learning how to be a coffee asshole. So you know. <laughs> I'm not picky. <laughs> That's Mike Congrats. Like my congrats. Everyone like go find him and listen to him. Thanks, guys. Take care, Mike. Right. Always good to see All you. That buddy. Stuff. Peace out, kids. And uh, I'm working on some stuff. Brent and I were talking today. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping for one of our later shows because uh, I know we talked wrestling off the top. But uh, there's another uh, there's another uh, person that I'm hoping that we can bring on to the show uh, and and sort of. Chris is aware. Future oh, endeavors. We, yeah, bro, I think Brent. Chris yeah. is aware. We're, we're yeah. but we're not gonna. Uh, but it, yeah. it, it has the potential to be. Possible. It'd be cool. I would, the biggest I would love episode it. we've done. It'll be, I would love it if it if it happens, and because uh, it would it would bring two of my favorites uh, into this other third favorite that sure. I'm, I'm quite enjoying now. So, mm, well, I'm having a, having a blast on this, guys. So, thanks for having me. Oh, we back love having you, Mike. It's always good to see all you. that stuff. So, anyway, boys, I'm gonna go and enjoy my iced cap, and we'll see y'all next time. And we are here. We're wrapping it down. That's a good one. Another Man, good one. That's a good one. We got some good stuff in there. Um, yeah. Some wrestling talk. Uh, we got some music talk. Ninety. I always love talking nineties music. Oh, and yeah. Mike is part of it. Into it as we were all part of it. Mike got to see it from the radio side of it, so that part's awesome. And uh, I don't know if Locke noticed, but I'm just guzzling the beer now, man. I'm yeah, like, hey, that Lachlan. was always like game on, Lachlan. I like calling him Lachlan. <laughs> short, but now it's like game on, Lachlan. Let's go, brother. See, I think we should have him back on the show. Oh, of course, we should have a beer episode where him and I just try and yeah. challenge each other for beer, for beer, for beer, and by the end of it. 
a dependency. Here's the thing. You're on the oh, light beer. He beer. might be. Well, he was drinking the Bud Light. The other he was night. drinking Bud Light. I'm drinking. That, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, that's well, we have to, yeah, we have. We have. He's, he could be drinking water, and I won't even know it. Right? That's exactly. not fair. But I think you he's going to figure it out. Thanks to my friends at Partake for supplying me with the, the, with the close to beer. alcohol beer. I don't know how you drink. It works. Um, okay, so we uh, one of the things I posted about was Skeletron updates. So yeah, and okay, so independent comic artist man, I have this scanner that's really high tech. I spent a lot of money on it, and it's douching me. And yeah, you can see as I'm, I did the whole. <laughs> it's very, very frustrating. So the issue's done. Issue three's done. I'm working on issue four. We're just having some technical problems, and when you're not with the company, shit happens. So it's going to be just a couple days. It's not like it's not sure. never going to come out. It's just, it's just. I think we everything's on course now. So now we just have to add. Uh, it's just the dialogue and the final placements on some stuff isn't finished. It's got to be finished. So, sorry, folks, but um, I talked to you on Sunday about that as well. On my yeah, you know, and the thing is, is uh, it's uh, it, but the independent comic book thing is one side of it, but but uh, you did say February, <laughs> so it's going to well, come February out February first. But it'll yeah, be exactly. I thought we're good. Be today, but if not, it'll be tomorrow. It'll be the day after tomorrow. Any hints That's on where the story's it. going? Pardon me. Any hints on where the story is going? Well, this this episode, this is great because this is this is part of the reason. Sorry, it's so dusty in here, man. I need to get outside. <laughs> My allergies are killing me. Um, seven cats. Oh, dude, yeah, like it's killing me. Um, okay, sorry. So the next episode, this is the beauty, and I mentioned this before, is just having Easter eggs as real people in my comic books. Um, my buddy Sean Burwell, who grew up the road from me, uh, just a childhood friend, he's... Uh, my 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 military guy but his name is shane burhell and this episode this issue is called burhell and what we do in the first part of it is the military comes in you got to have military in a situation like this right so he is the leader of the military he comes in because on the last part of skeletron issue one he opened a porthole to hell to somewhere evil so the military's coming in to close this down this is at like City Hall in Kingston. All this is going down, right? So our main demon who was in that episode, Kevin, who talks like a surfer dude. He's like Keanu Reeves. If somebody <laughs> would play Kevin, it would be Keanu Reeves. Yeah, right? He's this huge demon, but he, tickle, tickle, yo, dude, I'm going to squish you. Talk, whoa. He taught, so um, Skeletron banished Kevin, and Kevin teleported back to hell. And he opened up a porthole where there's all these, uh, these uh, um, like, uh, cyborg snakes and, and skeleton creatures you'll have to read about in the next issue. And they and now Skeletron has to deal with that. Well, we've gotten to the point where the police outside can't deal with the situation. So military's coming in. Shane Burhell. Sean Burwell, love you, buddy. Um, and he, he, he's the actual guy who has been in wars, man. Like, I don't, I don't know how much detail he wants me to go in on this, but yeah, he's in an, an actual sure. like Canadian military yeah. guy, man. So I'm, I'm basing this character after him and the uh, sergeant from uh, Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> what is your major malfunction? It's a combo, brother. It's a awesome. combo. So, so we're bringing in the military in the, in this uh in this issue which will be out very very soon and then after that we're going to hit our wrestling uh a wrestling clan a wrestling uh what do i call Group. it yeah sure cult. gang wrestling cult yeah cult yeah mike's character is going to come in, in there as well and i have a character Mike. for you as well brent but don't worry he's coming in eventually it's a long story we'll get there is he a but sober ginger that's uh <laughs> 
I'm not telling. I'm not telling. Not telling. Uh, you guys can still buy Skeletron uh, online. Yeah, uh, issue one still it. available on there. And, and I'm sorry. Online. And the other thing about the printed copies, I'm having a hard time finding something for a good deal. I want to sell the copy for four bucks and under. And to do this, I have to find the proper printer and the proper publisher. We think we found them. Again, I mentioned this on my comic podcast, which you hopefully you guys watch on Sundays. If not, that's fine. We're gonna get, get to that there. in a minute. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, so we're waiting on the paper copy, but you can see uh, blurb.ca for the online digital copy and Patreon. You can come support me. I appreciate that. So lots going on for those watching on Twitch and all the other platforms. Um, Twitch is becoming relatively prominent in our world outside it of totally uh, Twitter. Yeah. And Chris is um, real busy and active over there. I don't have the opportunity to be as active, but Chris is being very active over there on twitch we want everyone to join us over there because there's lots of cool it's kind of like a hangout and chris has got a good good idea right how about we get a producer in here because she knows what we're doing and she can explain because we got a lot of plans there's a lot of plans here there's a I lot of plans. We're welcoming him Lonnie Machete. <laughs> Lonnie Machete. Chris is going to go empty his 80-year-old bladder, and uh, and we're going to have some fun here talking about what's going on on the kids on the escalator. Hi, Lonnie. Hi. How are How's you? How's it going? I'm doing good. I just was mentioning about how Chris had to empty his 80-year-old bladder out. Yes. Because so, he's way older than me. Okay. So <laughs> what we're talking about is obviously trying to develop out kids on the escalator, uh, the, the Twitch channel as a as a as a hub as a kind of a place to come and hang out so yeah. there's been lots going on um and chris is as i mentioned way more you guys are way more active on it than i am i just i don't have the hours but you guys have been doing an amazing job so why don't you fill everybody in on what's going on twitch wise and what we can uh, where we can send them and all that oh yeah for sure so obviously on tuesday nights we have our regular uh podcast with kote it's short for kids on the escalator <laughs> and that runs from 9 p.m till whenever and they kick us off have, the internet yeah. exactly <laughs> and then on friday nights we're going to be doing either retro movie nights or retro gaming night so um be on the lookout for that um, we're thinking of actually doing some classic Super Nintendo, not Super Nintendo, just regular Nintendo, playing yeah. Super Mario Brothers 3. So that'll be Love fun. that game. And <laughs> I, to people to make people aware, too, which um, is an education for a lot of people, say, watching here, Twitch and Amazon are kind of partnered up. It's a thing, right? Isn't it? Twitch is an Amazon product. So yeah. um, as, long have... as, we're, as long as we're streaming Amazon Prime movies yes. all day long. Exactly. We can um, chat while we're watching Prime videos. Yeah. So if you have an account, it's free and uh, you can join the party. Yeah, it's great. So Saturdays, uh, and then Chris has been doing guitar lessons on Mondays. Mondays. Um, uh, playing yeah. random video games throughout the thing, but there's going to be more yeah. shows added. Yeah, well, and he's got his Sunday comic book um uh, Chris Comics, I guess he was. He has that was a huge, great. huge collection. <laughs> that was great. That was Chris It'll reviewing take a couple his years comics. To go awesome. through them all, and I do have some too. I yeah. collect Walking Dead, and, and yeah, <laughs> he's doing a little dance. He's okay, doing a little dance. So, so I pumped up what we do on Twitch, Good. <laughs> and I'm going to pass it back off to Chris. Okay, well, let's finish <laughs> this one off. This is a good episode. Woo! I'm back. Sorry. Wow. How's that bladder? Oh, better now. I was like eight. Um, I was so we were saying just about about how active you are in there. So there's lots going on. The guitar lessons are a big hit. Uh, the the sun. Uh, Chris's comics is an awesome hit. Um, 
I can do the same. I'm just not going to be as detailed as him, but I will show off some of my favorites, which is great. Um, I do have some you favorites should. on that side of it. Uh, we got rad kids comics coming up. Um, mm-hmm. some, some, a lot of, uh, cool things with, uh, kids and rad rooms and, uh, rad, all sorts of stuff. So we're going to add some stuff to that. We want it to be a hub for everybody to come and hang out, yes, chill out and, uh, kind a of like channel. a little channel, channel for you. Um, so yeah, so that's, it's pretty rad. It's been pretty busy. Um, okay. So what, what a great night though, right? Oh, busy night and lots of uh, and lots of things to talk about and uh, and uh, it was a busy weekend and and uh, it was a, a really good uh, congrats to Adam and and uh, yeah, way to go Adam day for coming back in the, the rumble just you know two. despite what people say about wrestling and all the rest of it uh, and uh, it's a story people are attached to it people will um, that's Adam's dream Christian's dream that was mm-hmm. taken away from them they fought back they came back mm-hmm. and it's it's poetic. So it's I don't amazing. care what you think. I, you just have to enjoy a good story. And that's what that is. You so do, congrats man. to those two. Um, Cheers. Quit dissing wrestling, you bastards. Yeah. I just diss WWE because it's just the company. Well, yeah, they did. Uh, we'll touch on that another time, but they don't like us talking, showing their shit. Fine. No, like not even like anything. But the, the, the thing that pisses me off is that we've showed AEW stuff, like actual clips, like, you know, like they don't care. Yeah. And ADW is like, no, go ahead. Yeah, sure. I just Vince. I just yeah. don't like Vince. I think it's Vincent Hunter and 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 uh, the family, right? They see Vince reminds there's me somebody, of somebody. There's somebody. We we want all the money, but you know, there's there's ways around it, so we'll work on it. But uh, we don't I talk like about fact, it much. We don't talk about it much, but no. But uh, the fact that like uh, that's why I say I didn't want to diss because I didn't want to take away from Edge's uh, Edge and Christian's accomplishment. Yeah. Um, so I, I didn't want. I'm going to keep talking about it because I really I really love story and i'm going to keep talking about it and people Cheers need to, to that. tune in if they want some real life drama and uh, edge could be the next saber tooth with my friends i uh, i think edge could be the next saber tooth edge manager pay attention boom 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 i think we should um, uh, definitely cut that segment out and tag add us wrestlers in there right everywhere you got to add us everywhere twitter yes it's growing instagram we're getting active on instagram now get over there just add us have some fun um a couple podcast notes for you Hey, we cracked the top 50 again. Hey! So, you know, we were 30, we went up and we cracked. Hey, it happens. It's a little thing. But what we need from the listener, you the listener, uh, we need some reviews. We need you to go on Apple Podcasts, five-star, four-star, two-star, I don't care. Just whatever you think it is. Talk about what it is that you like about the show, what you don't like about the show. So if you are listening to us tonight live or watching us live, you got a moment, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave Please. a review for us. Uh but uh, also, if you've got Spotify, add us over there and everywhere else. Because uh, the more yeah. we get out there, it it co- it works with everything else that we're doing, and, and so we want to put that on there, especially um, our fellow, fellow Canadians, because we promote totally. Canadian content all the way. Wazoo, you all know what I mean? Way. All the way, all the way um, up the wazoo. <laughs> thanks to uh, the Blundell Network, as always, yes. for having us on there. Where all the cool that. shit happens, Dean. Where all the cool shit happens. Thanks oh, to my friends at Blue Microphones for providing me with this Yeti X and uh, these Mix Five headphones, which are pretty. Soon I'll be saying that, but I deadly. And there's one on the way to Chris. So right now, thanks half the podcast. Light. Right now, half the podcast is sponsored by Blue. <laughs> um, there we go. Which is where we're at. Uh, find us everywhere. Listen, like, share, get it out there. Be our friends. We'll be your friends. Tune in on Twitch. All the things. Buy Chris's comic. Check out the new Moist album or Moist song. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Thanks to Jeff. Say hi to my parents. Thanks to Everybody Mike. say hi to my parents. 
Dangerous Dorothy, gracious Gary, how you Hi, doing? Hi, Chris's parents. <laughs> I saw Gordon Donnelly in there at some point. Watching. Hey! Hi, Brent's dad. There we go. He's probably in bed now. Oh, okay. And, uh, that's what's going on. So this is on the escalator. Uh, I think this is episode 16 now. 16 weeks of glory. Epic, whatever it is. Epicness. Uh, we'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Uh, good times. Rad dudes. Thanks, everybody. See you next week. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's take this outside. A new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's Take This Outside, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.